Here we go. Jake and Josh are here to analyze the game they love for the team they love. This is another Dolphins Podcast. Here's your host, Jake Mendel and Josh Houts. Josh, as we progress through this season, we have reached an interesting point where it's the start of the second half. The Miami Dolphins had a bye week. You know, the, one of the most fun sayings is that Andy Reid, after a bye week, he's one of the best coaches. I think Nick Sirianni once actually called him and like stayed at the same hotel. I think it was part of my take that was telling a story like that. But I'm curious to see what this Mike McDaniel offense looks like having that week off. Last year, things were a little more bumpy. I think they were the train was moving so fast throughout that season. I'm curious to see how this offense really changes things because I look back to the beginning of the season. We didn't really see things week one and week two that it was easy for Miami's offense, but it didn't seem like they were simple plays, right? They were doing the no look passes, the shovel passes to Tyree kill. And as the season progressed, where we saw weaknesses, I think where Philadelphia and Kansas city, where the team didn't just have any simple plays where they could, you know, line up and just get a first down. Uh, they use a lot of motion, which is great. It, it disrupts a lot of defenses, but I think when we look ahead to the Raiders game, I would love the Miami dolphins offense just to come out and march down the field and have it be just simple, like easy button plays where they can be consistent. I understand that the motion does such such an has such an important role for the uh, offense and what it wants to do, but we can see that sometimes on the road you, you can't lean on it all the time. No, I mean once any of those teams kind of threw off the timing, right? I mean you talked about it, the anticipation that Tua Tagovailoa has, how great he is with his accuracy. But when you throw off the the routes that are being run by a Tyree Kill, a Jalen Waddle, I mean if you already have that speed down and just the slightest timings off, I mean this whole offense seems to to crumble, and that's what those teams did. So um, you're right, they sat here, they stood on it. You know, I think it's what an eight hour flight back from Frankfurt. You know, that's all they were decide like talking about, you know, is what they were going to do moving forward, what they were going to change and what they were going to come out doing against a Raiders team, which I mean, you should not be looking past any team. I mean, we hear Mike McDaniel say it all the time. Um, We've seen him come out flat in a few weeks past, but um, in this one, man, I think you're right. You want him to come out there and make things look really easy and get in that rhythm that we saw at parts of the season where they looked unstoppable, where they looked like a juggernaut, because um, again, you want to be playing. You're not playing this season. You're not in this position right now to do anything more than, you know, get in the play or anything less than getting the playoffs. I mean, it, it that would be an absolute failure, right? At the position you're in leading the AFC East with the schedule you have in front of you. I think some people said you, they can come, you know, clinch it in this next few games, the stretch of five where they have like winnable matchups. I mean, if you can do that, I mean, there's no reason why they should have anything less than that. So I think they realize the pressure that's on their shoulders. I realize, I think they realize the situation and they're in and they're going to come out swinging and hopefully firing all cylinders. Um, but you hope they can stay healthy throughout this one. I mean, that's been the biggest thing. I mean, that's so cliche to say that's every team at, at week 11, but um, you're getting a Devon Achan back. I mean, what's that going to do to this offense? I mean, that's going to change everything we hope, but um, we'll see, man. Come out there and punch the Raiders right in the mouth. Where does that simplicity, where do you throw that first punch? Is it just kind of pelting Tyreek with targets and just kind of maintaining his pace as he goes towards uh, 2,000 yards? Or do you kind of put in, in the back of your mind that the Raiders are allowing – what do I got here? Um, nearly two yards on the ground before contact the Raiders defense. So you can really start to pick up some speed before you really engage with that defensive line. So uh, wh- where do you start your approach? Yeah, no, that sounds good to me, right? I mean, listen to what Raheem Mostert was saying late in that game against the Chiefs about how, you know, they could see that offense 
um, or that the defense was allowing those outside runs. I mean, that's where I would attack them. Maybe not so much near Max Crosby's side, but maybe you go down that left side with Teron Armstead. Um, Lester Cotton, I guess, is going to start there at left guard, right? Is that um, the the answer there? So you run you run the ball, you know, set that up and have them have to come up there and, and stop a Raheem Moster and Devon Achan who – they're already, you know, scared to death of that speed. You get them running the ball successfully, like you mentioned, not even getting touched two yards past the line of scrimmage. I mean, wasn't A-Chan one of the most uh, – I, I wish we had it in front of us – one of the most effective or had the most yards after contact before he went down? I can't remember if I'm, I'm thinking or you know, – I'm sure. I mean, 12.1 yards per carry. Yeah. I'm sure he had every, every could have been Could have been EPA, through. though, I saw. That EPA crap always screws me. But you know what I'm saying, man. If you can get that offense, uh, that run game clicking, and they have to defend that, I mean, then you got Tyreek Hill running off the play action. Jalen Waddle. I mean, I would come out and try to run the ball, but – I could also see him coming out and just going right for the jugular, right? Just showing, you know, two at a Tyreek, you know, right off play action, 80-yard ball just to say, you know, okay, you can uh, sleep on us because we lost the Chiefs. You can stop talking about us, but we're still here. The way everyone talks about A-Chan, it kind of feels like if you're watching the Red Zone channel, they might just turn on the Dolphins game just for the first time he's on the field because everybody loves how explosive he's been. And if everybody knows how explosive he's been, so do the Raiders. So, Josh, I kind of think that that'd be such a great first play. You have like four people moving in motion, including A-Chan, and then you just don't even throw it to him. And then you have Tyree Kill streaking down the field. I'm really curious to see their approach with A-Chan as he comes back from the injury, activated off of injured reserve this week. Is it going to be a situation where they know how explosive he is? They want to ease him back into things. Maybe he gets 15 snaps, five touches, but I mean, those other 10 plays, maybe he's the greatest decoy on earth, something like Tyree Kill has been for Jalen Waddle, especially last year. I'm really curious to see their approach. We know that this team is a little conservative when it comes to keeping guys healthy, and I, I love that. That last stretch of games is going to be tough, and I do wonder, like, do you really need to kind of give Devon Achan 25 touches against the Raiders at home? No, and I think the decoy thing was, uh, you know, a perfect example of how they could use this. I mean, and you mentioned the five touches. I mean, I was sitting here debating whether to start him at fantasy, and I mean, I need to start him at fantasy. I think I'd, uh, Bijan Robinson's out, a couple other guys out. But you think about those five touches, man, the way he's been playing, those five touches could easily, <laughs> you know, net him 100 yards and two touchdowns. It's absolutely insane. So I like that you're saying it could be a decoy. I mean, you could line him up in the second half and just have him next to two and just motion out into the flats. And I mean – the defense is going to have to draw down and, you know, account for that. And then that could open something else up. So um, I'm right. I'm right there with you, man. Don't ride this. Uh, don't ride your Ferrari too hard. You know, right. When you get it back out of the shop, give it a few weeks to, um, you know, get that motor going and then you can go out there and, and ride that Ferrari right through to the playoffs. I hope I did that. Right. I think that's pretty good. I don't want this to sound worse than it's going to, but it is. Um, but the Dolphins also have an awesome souped-up Honda Civic that just gets them through rain and snow, and they haven't used Jeff Wilson once this year. Um, I tweeted this out, and I think it's going to happen. One time in the next five weeks, I think Jeff Wilson has a two-touchdown game. I think it's coming. Just the way you hear Mike McDaniel talk about him, I know early on when he returned to the lineup, McDaniel even said he was a little upset that he didn't really get Wilson involved. He had four targets last week that I thought it was a little surprising, but it also just goes to show how much Mike McDaniel trusts him. Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan are one and two on this offense, no doubt. But there's a lot of respect for Jeff Wilson. And I'm not saying this is like a 
you know, letting your little brother play with the controller or anything like that. But I do think this is an opportunity where you can have someone who's a little more physical, like Jeff Wilson, really just knock through those yards, get you through games where, you know, you do want to keep Raheem Mostert healthy and you do want to keep HN healthy. These guys have been carrying the workload for a lot of the year and you're paying Jeff Wilson more than you're paying Raheem Mostert. So this could be an opportunity where they say, hey, uh, you know, Wilson, we can give you 20 carries. And would you really be surprised if those 20 carries turned for, you know, 110 yards and two? No, not at all. And I think you bring up a good point. He has that different dynamic. I mean, um, we love talking thunder and lightning. At least I do. I don't know if you want to be pulled into that, but you know what I mean? He brings that added dynamic, you know, that thunder that can, you know, hopefully get those much needed, you know, short yards that you do eventually need. I mean, I know the Dolphins talking about doing the tush push or something this week, but I'd much rather see, uh, you know, Jeff Wilson up the, up the gut than, uh, to a time, I going head first into a bunch of linemen, and I still think you know, um, you talked about I think last week, uh, hit the amount of targets Jeff Wilson seen in the passing game. So, um, well, I could see him getting two touchdowns. I hope eventually we're saying the same thing about Alec Ingold, right? I mean, I think you've been talking about since week one, you know, him maybe be more involved in this passing game, and it just hasn't really happened. So, um, last thing I want to say about the running back room is it crazy that we might kind of underrate. Raheem Mostert, I mean, I'm looking at it. He still has the 13 touchdowns, and we kind of – we're talking, getting excited about Devon Achan. You know, we're talking about Jeff Wilson, and we kind of overlook Raheem Mostert and just how effective he's been. I think he still, what, has led the league in touchdowns, and um, he might even be up there in yards as well. He, I think he's like top six, seven in yards, but look what Kyle Shanahan did last week. He was tried, you know, the last – drive of the game there were all the starters right of the game except for Christian McCaffrey because he was trying to get McCaffrey a touchdown to keep his touchdown streak going that, that's a good point I'm curious to see if Mike McDaniel is one of those guys who it's not your main goal but if you have an opportunity to get Raheem Mostert three touchdowns and if you can end the year with someone like that I mean you hear the way Mostert and McDaniel talk about each other it's a great working relationship where you do wonder if he'd love to get Mostert the respect he deserves by having him lead the league in touchdowns where if he did do something like that, it'd be super funny to kind of compare it to his contract where it just kind of speaks to how ridiculous running back contracts are in general. Yeah. I think kind of speaks on how ridiculous Raheem Mostert is too, right? He's up there kind of up there in age. A lot of teams might've given up on him, but um, you know, it kind of seemed like him and Mike McDaniel were always going to be ride or die. And he always knew he could be an effective running back. I mean, you know, we all heard the stories about him playing on the Dolphins. I think he was on the practice squad, got cut. Full circle, man, now leading the NFL in touchdowns. It's just wild. And, um, again, we overlook him with all the different weapons Tua Tumvalo and this offense have. So if you missed it last week, I had Aaron Schatz on the show to talk about the Dolphins. He's the founder of DVOA, um, and he runs uh, a lot of the analysis for FTN Fantasy Rate now so josh i want to throw some numbers out at you get your thoughts and let us know if you like this stuff if it just sounds like just numbers going in and out of your ears let us know and we'll stop but josh they have odds on how likely it is for each of miami's receiver to score a touchdown um i'm gonna list the top eight and i'd love to get your thoughts on if there's one that sticks out or one that you know hey i think it's a lot higher and you know maybe if you want to bet something like that but hill they have 86 percent waddle 49 h and 20 Smythe 13, Berrios 11, Wilson 11, Craycraft 7, Mostert 7. I mean, I like the waddle, right? Oh, they're saying 49%. I mean, so if we're talking betting, is that what you're asking me? Which yeah, I think is they think it's a all... coin flip, basically. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I can see that, right? That's that's pretty, that's just the Jalen Waddle way. I do kind of think maybe Cedric Wilson... I might be wrong, but I think he had one in consecutive weeks now. So he's yep. kind of been that third wide receiver option with Braxton Barrios banged up. So 
Um, yeah, I see no issue with that. But again, if I'm betting and you see that um, Cedric Wilson and Braxton Barrios have the same odds and you're assuming Barrios is healthy, I mean, he would probably get more snaps. At least I would kind of assume. But um, yeah, I, I think Cedric Wilson would be that nice little uh, if you're throwing some money down just because of what he's done these last few weeks. But um, I see no issue with Waddle or Hill because um, every time they go out there, I mean, there's a chance they score a touchdown. Especially at home, Waddle at home has been absolutely awesome recently. So that's why I, I like the flip a coin touchdown. Riv, River Craycraft, they have a 7% chance of scoring a touchdown. Um, this could be another scenario where the Dolphins are easing him back in, or it could have been a scenario where they had him on IR to protect him from himself so he's not knocking on the door two, three weeks in. Uh, I like that at 7%. It's important to keep in mind Cedric Wilson didn't start seeing action until River Craycraft got hurt in week three. So I think that one could be a little fun. Uh, but they're easing them back in. And then, hey, I think Durham Smythe, I think his 18 touchdown game, that's still, that will happen. The prophecy will come true one day. Um, Josh, running the football, Mostert, 48%, 8chan, 36, Hill, 6, Wilson, 4. 48% for Mostert seems kind of low when he's leading the league in uh, touchdowns. Yeah, that seems a little low, but I mean, I, I guess they expect HN to come right out there firing all cylinders. And I mean, you kind of have to wonder if he will get that workload kind of quickly. Cause I do remember when the injury first happened and I don't even know if we still got the full, you know, definition of what the injury was, but I think Adam Schefter said, you know, they didn't expect him to be out longer than that four weeks. He'd be back at that exact time. So maybe it was just them. Like you mentioned with Craycraft getting ahead of this, you know, realizing that you have this stretch of games, you have Raheem Moster playing well, Jeff Wilson was coming back at that point. Maybe we can just kind of put you on layaway. I don't know. You probably don't remember layaway, Jake, but when you're uh, um, back in my day, my parents used to lay away stuff at times for at, uh, you know, the the store, whether it was a WWF action figures or whatever it was. But the point is they knew what they would get later on at Christmas time, kind of right in this, in this uh, uh, time frame, And now they can go out there and, and just ride him, you know, to the tooth and nail but i again you you got to give raheem mostert the ball man he's been your dude and um he continues to prove that he's that dude more of a story i think it is that raheem mostert.